Blog Talk Radio. Marcus Wakisha the other day, trying to play like he ain't seen me. He know he got a crush on me. Right? Let's go. See you looking, posted on the wall. Say you like my sweat and how I walk with heels on. From your fresh face to your white teeth, got me thinking about you walking with me. I can see it in your eyes that you are surprised that you have never won with me. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting hour of Infinite Love Talk Radio. You know who we are, we're your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, and we invite you to join in live in the conversation anytime throughout the entire show by dialing 347-215-8305, or you can do it via remote through your computer and just sit back, get comfortable, and listen to the show. You can also go into our chat room throughout the entire show as well. No question, baby, make that sound so good. And to Marcus out there in Texas, Doug Christie is going to slow it down just a little bit because we got your email and said that I was speaking a little bit too fast. But that is right, babe, and today we are discussing age. And we all know that age ain't nothing but a number, but with healthy eating, exercise, and inner balance, you can have that elusive fountain of youth that everybody is looking for. And I do agree, but with society pushing the fast food, quick meal, sweets for energy, and more, it really is easier said than done, right? That is totally true, babe, but that is where discipline and the desire to live healthy comes in. Like, for instance, nutrition. This plays a major role in not just feeling better, but also looking better and being more youthful. If you're eating less fast foods and uh, greasy foods, I would say, and more fruits and vegetables. It's all—it's just going to make you feel that much more better. Also, it's really going to help with your digestion. All those things. If you're feeling bloated and different stuff like that, eating eating raw foods, foods like uh, fruits and vegetables, will really, really help you and help your nutrition. Almost well, definitely. Not to mention, it'll definitely help your skin tone and skin. You know, a lot of people is always. Um, that, that's really in the skin and how it looks has, you know, like my husband said, eating better, drinking a lot of water, and then hereditary plays a lot, you know, that plays a lot to do with it too, but um, there's so many different things. I see the call lines heating up. We're going to have an exciting show today. Let's have some fun, everybody. Um, if you're on the line and you want to say something, jump right on in. If not, just sit back and relax. Um, we're having a jovial day today, and um, yeah, some parts we're going to go a little bit faster, and some we'll, we'll, we'll rock it and go kind of slow, give you guys that mellow, cool jazz thing, okay? Next we're going to jump right into exercise. Yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit about what that will do. Because, you know, like we said, age ain't nothing but a number, y'all. It's the mental thing that makes you older than you really are. And, you know, babe, it, exercise is big because it doesn't matter what age you are. Exercise oh, yeah. is so, so very big because mm-hmm. uh, you will get added energy because the more you give, the more that you're going to get. You know, you go and 
your time at the gym, whether you're on your bike or treadmill or whatever it is. But the more in shape that you are, it's going to give you actually more energy. When you do your daily things that you like to do, whether it be walking or you're at work and you got to go up some stairs or different stuff, you're going to find that you're not as winded in those different things. And this will really, really help you out in exercise when we talk about that. It's not just the the hard working out as, you know, some people. We're talking about stretching and keeping your body supple and just being able to move and do the things that you want to do for whatever it is. Some people really enjoy just, you know, taking it slow and easy, and that's totally fine, but always make sure that you're doing some sort of exercise and stretching your body and keeping your body. That's kind of like a, a tune-up, if you would say, or an oil change, making sure that you're stretched and, and lubricated. Oh, most definitely. And then we got mental clarity and inner peace. This is also vital, right, honey? And, um, you know, keeping that age thing, you know, on the far, far boundaries of life. Because this show we are focusing on is 50s and 40s and 60s, the new 20s and 30s. And really, you guys, really, folks, I, I think you would agree with us that it definitely is. I mean, society, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in this segment, too, is definitely shifting views, but, you know, mental clarity and inner peace has a lot to do with it. A lot of people say, when I'm stressed out, I get more gray hairs, and it's true. If you're under a lot of stress, you could be 15 years old and get gray hairs. So try to live a stress-free life. That is totally correct, baby. Mental clarity and inner peace are two big things that really, really can help you just live the life that you want to live. And when my wife just said it, she said stress, and stress comes from every which way, so everybody feels it in some sort of sense. But you just Mm -hmm. have to learn how to deflect that. And if you have the mental clarity and the peace, and with mental clarity, uh, something that my wife always talks about to, to the listeners is making lists. And this is something that can give you mental clarity because you see everything that you got going on on a day-to-day or a month or however long your lists are. You see it in front of you. So it gives you the clarity to be able to do those other things that you want to do, which ultimately gives you the inner peace that you're looking for. That's right. That's right. And you know what else? I'm going to tell you something else. Whoever started the whole thing that people are getting to be over the hill at age 35 – well, you know, I totally disagree with that because, you know, I feel like life is just getting started at that age. And, you know, I would even go so far as to say, and, you know, when I, when we were doing the radio show, I had to make sure that I got this point in here, that the age 45, 50, 55, I think a person is really seasoned in understanding life in a better way. They have a deeper wisdom and, you know, a, a better zest for it is, is really how I feel, um, as well as I feel, you know, that it is mentally, it is a mentality mentally stimulating to think young, but, you know, it's the mentality that someone has that ages a person, not the number that they've had in birthdays. By the way, society is shifting its views as of late, and this is some of the ways that they're shifting it. They're trying to remove the stigma that beauty is only in the young models and actresses. Wouldn't you say, honey? I would say that. I think that we're seeing uh, actresses and actors that are older, and it's not always just the young ones because, as you know, baby, beauty, and this is what the show is about, beauty can be at any age, and it's not about the number. It's about the mental capacity that you have and those things that age you. And if you're thinking old, well, then you're probably going to act old. But if you're thinking young but you're doing it in the right way and you have that mental clarity and your mind is going in the right direction, I think that you're going to be useful in your look, in your feel, and everything that you do. 
most definitely. And by allowing, what else they're doing is they're allowing more of a fashion, beauty magazines to portray women of all ages on the covers, thereby allowing for people to see beauty is truly ageless. So, you know, you can be 40, 50, and a lot of guys happen to like older women. You know, a lot of guys, they have that mother mentality, mother figure um, thing going on in their mind, and they like women that is much older. You know, they may be 33, 34, and they like 45, 50-year-old women. And, you know, so that, that goes to show right there that it's just, Age is really just a number, and it's all in the mentality. And there's women that like way younger guys, too. And so it's not even about all of that. We're putting a lot of emphasis on age, and it really shouldn't be. It's, you know, what are you doing whatever age you are? What are you doing with what you've learned at the point you are in your life right now? What are you doing with it? If you're doing something positive with it, it really doesn't matter. Um, they've got inter- um, exercise gurus that's 70 years old doing things at 30 and 40 and, you know, 45-year-olds can do. Um, Another way they're doing it is they're making, you know, fashion more flattering for women and men of all ages. You're starting to see that it isn't that whole cliche no more that why are you dressing so young? You know, older women were accused of doing that back in the day. You know, why are you wearing jeans when you ain't, you know, 20 or 30? And I think jeans is all ages. I mean, I've seen old people wearing jeans, and it's it's really flattering. So that's another way. And then lastly, by addressing that 40 and 50 is the new 20, um, it really, really, really um, is special and, and it's important for people to know that just like with um, nationality, it doesn't matter what nationality you are, you're beautiful, you're sexy, you're a good, you know, you're a good human being. It's all about the way you carry yourself and what you do and what you're bringing, what light are you bringing to the world that really matters in the same with age. Are you thinking positively and being a good person? Because that's all that really matters. Age is just only a number. And um, lastly, you know, I'll, I'll share with you guys a little tidbit of some of the things that I talk about and some of the ways I look at 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. I think you get a kick out of it. But I really want my husband to have the last thought on, you know, how age is just a number. Uh, no question, baby. You said the word, and the word is wisdom, because as you grow older, the wisdom mm-hmm. that you gain from that, if you would have had it when you were 20, would have been fantastic. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you one thing. It doesn't matter what your age is. Mm-hmm. It it matters your mindset and how you think and the things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So, uh, right. again, age is nothing but a number, y'all. That's all. That's all it is. And, you know, I'd love to be able to um, – I'd love to be able to, you know, go into this. It, it, we only have a small amount of time on this show. We could talk about it all day. But like my husband said, it's nothing but a number. And here's my little tidbit I wanted to share with you guys. I call this tender 20s, dirty 30s, freaky 40s, feisty 50s, sexy 60s, and heavenly 70s. And if you're in any of those age groups, remember, tender 20s, dirty 30s, freaky 40s, feisty 50s, sexy 60s, heavenly 70s and then you can just move on through life but um you know we're going to jump right on down in hot tips on fashion and beauty from your host dnj and i'm gonna jump off with hot products for the skin care i'm gonna tell you it is important to care for your skin i used to do masks and all that three four times a week i've been so busy lately i haven't and i see the difference in my skin but clearance clearance products Bottom line is a great line of quality products. They are the best to me. So I recommend trying out the Clarins line and make sure you get this for sensitive skin if you haven't used it before to make sure it's good for your skin. 
No question about it, baby. That is correct. Now, I also have something. I have a Cafe Vanilla Bean Frappuccino. Now, we're talking Starbucks, everybody out there. And if you never had one of these, especially on these hot days, it is fantastic. Pick me up. Uh, and, and also what I do is I get a shot of coffee in it. If I want that, pick me up and I got a lot of work to do and I want to do something, put a shot of coffee in it. But try it. Cafe Vanilla Bean Frappuccino. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, the color black, not only is it my favorite color, it's sexy as all get up, and it's easy to combine it with other pieces, and it still looks flattering. Black is always going to be my number one favorite, favorite, favorite color. So when you guys are thinking about your questions you want to send in and ask us, what's my favorite color? Black. That is correct. Also, for everybody out there, check out Bob Marley T-shirts. Now, <laughs> if you like reggae and you like Bob, you can't go wrong with pairing this with some uh, this T-shirt with some jeans or some shorts. It's always a fashion hit. It's a must. Check out Bob Marley. Reggae lives on, y'all. Oh, it most definitely do. We got to get some reggae for this show, honey. We need some. We need some of that. We just need some reggae. It's so many. Capleton, you know, Bob Marley, we could go down the list. I even like Shaggy, and I don't even know. I just like the song <laughs> and it. And, and, you know, so, yeah, we're going to have some reggae for you guys next week, so make sure you tune in. And then we're going to jump right on down into what? That would be the Life Thoughts by your host, Doug and Jackie Christie. You got something <laughs> for me on that one? Most definitely, you guys, and, and, and I really want you to take a moment to sit back, relax, and listen to what I'm about to tell you, because this is a quote that I um, created, and my husband's going to share some that he created as well, and here you go. The desire to win, we all have it inside, but until one puts forth the effort to realize it, it is dormant. Ooh, I'm repeat, I'm going to thank you, honey. The desire to win, we all have it inside, but until one puts forth the effort to realize it, it is dormant. By Jackie Christie. Now, I wish I had my quotes by me, but I'm going to go ahead with some Confucius right off the bat. And it is, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. You guys think about that one. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Confucius. Next, we have lust. We all experience it one time or another in life. It is when we let it control our rationale that we may fall to its thunderous wrath. Lust, we all experience it one time or another in life. It is when we let it control our rationale that we may fall to its thunderous wrath. By Jackie Christie. Next, honey. Well, I'm going to go unknown for the last one, but it is definitely a good mm -hmm. one. And it is quoted as, I believe in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more of it I have. Wow. I believe in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more of it I have. Wow. In the news, you guys, it is a lot happening. And I'm going to tell you, President Barack Obama is me. He had a meeting. You remember Gates and Crawley? Okay, and it was very productive. Valerie Jarrett, a senior advisor to President Barack Obama, said bringing Harvard University scholar Henry Louis Gates, Jr., and the police officer who arrested him recently, and the big fuss ensued all over the news to the White House was productive even if the meeting got hyped more than warranted. Okay? It says a lot when you can take two people who were really quite angry with one another a few days ago and see that they are able to come together to mend fences. Obama has always been able to bring people together, Jared said. The president hosted Gates in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Police Sergeant James Crawley, at the White House July 30th for an informal talk about race relations over beers. Two weeks earlier, Crowley, who was a white, he arrested Gates, who is black, 
on a disorderly conduct charge after a confrontation in front of Gates Cambridge home. The charges were dropped and Obama said at a July 22nd news conference that police acted stupidly in arresting Gates, igniting a national controversy. Two days later, Obama said he should have calibrated his words more carefully. He also called Crawley and Gates, and the idea for the White House meeting held at the table outside the Oval Office was born. Mm. <laughs> Maybe do you know what kind of beer they had? No, but I think that's really good that they did that. That's awesome because it was really bad. It was all over the news, you guys. And, honey, it was taking over the news waves because everybody, there was, you know, mixed relations on both sides. I personally don't know really what happened, but I do feel that the president um, did everything correct. Well, also in the news, we have mm-hmm. sailor hailed for murder commits suicide. U.S. Wow. Navy says a sailor charged with the murder of a seaman has committed suicide in the brig at Camp Pendleton. A wow. Navy news release says Petty Officer Jonathan Campos of Lancaster was found unresponsive in his cell Friday afternoon. He was rushed to the base hospital where he was later pronounced dead. Officials say oh, that no. the apparent cause of death was asphyxiation. Uh, the release says Campos has been locked, uh, or excuse me, has been checked, had been checked early Friday afternoon. Campos was charged with murder and other offenses in June uh, 30th shooting of Augustus Provost. Provost was a 29-year-old seaman from Houston, was shot several times in the Century Station at Camp Pendleton. So that was really, really a bad thing. Wow, that was sad. And he killed himself, huh? And he killed himself. It sounds Mm -hmm. like he hung himself, I think, baby. Also, we have, and this is coming up, everybody, so we really have to to watch this because it is going to be a bad flu season, says the CDC. And this this flu that is going around is the H1N1 pandemic amid a deep economic uh, economic recession that has decimated local health budgets for a pandemic mm-hmm. to come along. And this economy is enormously challenging, they said. We have to watch out uh, for the H1N1 if we could have chosen a different time for this flu to come, we would have. And they have the CDC spokesman said that 260 million were given to the states um, as part of a 350 million dollar package of federal grants announced on July 10th to hold uh, to help county prepare for the worst. The remaining 90 million is earmarked for hospitals. So we really, really have to make sure that in this upcoming flu season, as it begins probably within the next uh, couple months here, as autumn strikes us, we have to make sure that we are cleaning our hands, washing your hands, and really, really taking care of yourself because this is going to be one of those flu seasons that is going to be written about for a long, long time. So really, really take care of yourself, everybody. Oh, most definitely. you got to take care of yourself. I mean, like my husband just said, this flu season is going to be worrisome. And a lot of people, honey, is thinking that swine flu and stuff is gone away. It's not gone away, is it? Oh, no, oh, not, not at all, baby. And this is really, uh, you know, something because there's so many other stories out there in the news that are going on that these kind of things, yeah. you know, once it gets big, we talk about it for a while, then it goes away. But it's really, right. like my wife said, it really is not gone away. It's just something that hasn't hit your community yet, but once it does, you really, really have to watch out and make sure that you're keeping your your hands clean and keeping them out of your face, eyes, and mouth. 
Oh, most definitely. We're going to take a quick break real quick, y'all. We want to share a little something special with you. Um, this is a, a, a song um, by Bobby Tinsley and um, Shani. Uh, you guys know who Shani is. That's our little girl. She's also on our label. Actually, she ain't a little girl no more. She's 16, and she's a recording artist and just fantastic. So I'm going to share with you this real quick while we take a quick break.
everybody, and we're back. We wanted to share that with you. That's titled Young Love, and it's by Bobby Tinsley and our daughter Chantel. I see the call lines is lighting up. I'm going to go ahead and click you in right now, and I want you to feel free to say whatever's on your mind. Now, understand the children is listening to the show, so we got to be careful in what we talk about. You're on. You're live. Okay, and we're going to jump right on back into our conversation. We talked a little bit about what this show is, and that is 50 and 40 and 35. Is that the new 20s? And we already agree, right, y'all, that it is. Um, we're jumping around a little bit, and we're going to move right on into sports in just a little bit. We're waiting on the Wiz to jump on the line with us, and uh, we're basically we're having a good time. I'm going to have to click off some of these call lines because it's static and pretty bad, and i got to be able to hear when I call this call in and ask a question. Um, you know, we talked about some tips and stuff like that on um, earlier in the show on beauty and fashion and that sort of thing. And, honey, do you remember what those was? I remember what mine was. Yeah, no question. What was yours? I, I, would, <laughs> I would have to say first and, first and foremost is coffee, and that's uh-huh. Frappuccino. And when you need that pick-me-up okay. from a time to time, I'm telling you guys, I, I, I was never a coffee drinker. And then uh, my wife and I really started doing a lot of work. And every now and then, again, I would need to stay up a little longer and make sure I'm getting stuff done. And, hey, I'm telling you, because my wife, she can stay up until the next day and keep it going. <laughs> because, but, see, yeah, but let me tell them, see, I'm an insomniac, and I've always been one, but I get my best work done late at night. Everybody's sleep. Our kids has already had their baths. They're in the bed. They watch their movies. Everything's chill. All the rest of the world is sleeping. I'm always, like, on the computer. I'm writing lists. I'm figuring out what we got to do the next day so we can make our lives productive. I'm figuring out who I can help in the world through our foundation. And then the next day, me and my husband, we have a meeting throughout the day, and we talk about different things that we want to do, different community events we want to get involved with, however we can help people. And you guys know right here, we also are the home of Infinite Love Foundation. That's our foundation. You can go to infinitelove.com and check it out there. If we can help you, we will. If we can't, we're going to find somebody who can. So always, you know, remember that, you know, hopefully when you come into Infinite Love Talk Radio, you also are remembering that we're not just here to entertain. We're here to help as well. And we're going to jump right on down, people. We have but a mere thought to share with you today in love and romance. And um, I, I kind of um, i am excited to, to share this with you. I'm going to read it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. It begins in the heart, the sin of pure emotion. The thoughts come into mind, dancing around as if they are meant to be. The silence of time to bear near the passion of things given, the magic touch of one individual like me toward one individual like you, meeting in the distance. The feelings start to grow deep within, somewhere open, free, and complete. Passion, desire, and lust is in the air flowing into the deep intents of one's soul. Through pure emotion, dizziness is the thought of the embrace. It is beautiful. Nothing can compare to it. The intensity is unbearable. It gives inspiration to go through the journey of life. It is a wonderful feeling. Love moves. And I share that with my husband, and I wanted to share that with all of you. Ooh, that was beautiful. I like that one right there, baby. I don't know. They were like in in, in my head someplace, and I I was thinking of you, and then, bam, they wrote that. That's how it came about. Oh, thank you, honey. And then um, guess what? What we got in this week's questions and answers from the listeners. Uh, You go first. Okay. I'll jump in a second. Okay, you guys, this week we have from Charlene from Memphis, Tennessee. Jackie, please name three men's colognes Doug wears that drive, that you can't stand, that you just love, and you just can't get enough of it. Okay, basically what she's asking. And I will tell you those three are Dolce & Gabbana, 
Jean-Paul Gautelier, and Izzy Miyaki. And lastly, this is a little extra one for you. I will have to answer you. When we met, he wore jupe. J-O-O-P. He didn't think I remembered. <laughs> but he wore jupe, and it was in a purple bottle. We actually, in like a burgundy, deep burgundy bottle, plum color. And we actually have a bottle. I bought it for Christmas for him about two years ago. But you guys know we've been together 16 years, right? So can you imagine, you know, all those years ago he wore it, and it still smells wonderful. Any guys out there that want to try some new colognes, let me tell you them again. Go out and try these. Even if you just go spray them on a napkin and put them in your pocket and smell them a little later on in the day and see if you like it, I guarantee these are hot. And Juke tops the line. But then you can go Dolce & Cabana, Jean-Paul Gaultier, or Izzy Miyake. And I think you'll find some very, very tantalizing fragrances that the women adore. Dang, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. Number two is this, Jackie and Jackie. What was the most sexiest vacation that you guys have taken and why? Interesting, interesting question. That is from Daryl and you. Oh, my um, I would have to say the sexiest vacation that we've taken has been, um, come on, come wow, on. it's been a lot. I got one wrote down. Come on. No, it's been a lot of them. Let me see. I would probably have to say the sexiest vacation we've taken. You guys know we're from the Pacific Northwest, from Seattle. I would have to say it was here in Seattle. We got married one year. It was about eight years ago, seven years ago at this hotel we love in downtown Seattle. I won't name names and stuff, you know, name drop and everything. <laughs> but anyway, Four Seasons. Anyway, I, did you hear me say that? No. Okay. It was downtown, and it changed its name now, so you guys don't have to do your research to find out what it's called now. But I think that was probably it. We got married, and we had our honeymoon down there, and they had this cake, y'all. The cake Ooh. was off of the hook. It was like a banana cake, and it was delicious. But I would have to say there was one other vacation. It was when I gave my husband his bachelor party. We also went to that same hotel, and he had all of his friends and my brother and his agent and all these guys show up. And everybody, you know, was really surprised, I think, because there was this image out there about me that I'm this jealous, fanatical woman that couldn't stand up to be around females. And I hired these, I thought, gorgeous dancers. Was they gorgeous, babe? No, but they was dancers. <laughs> they was. We still got the videotape, y'all, in our safe. But listen, what? And they, I hired these dancers, and they were supposed to wear bathing suits. The women then came and took all their clothes off, you guys. It was belligerent, but it was cool. We we had a good time. It was his bachelor's party, and I wasn't sweating it at all. And um, it was fun. So I'd say that was our sexiest vacation. What would you say, babe? I would have to, you know, I thought about it because I love Jamaica, I love Hawaii, all these different places. But you know the one that, that I think in, was the Caribbean cruise because you oh, got to yeah. go to like four different spots and you mm -hmm. got waterfalls and you got excursions right. and, right. and dress-up dinners. and. But wait, oh, let me man. share how that came about. Okay. <laughs> he was playing for... The Knicks, was it? Yeah, it was the Knicks, I think. And we were kind of like dating and stuff. And I was living out in, in this place in the east side. And he called me one day out to Clear Blue, and he was like, I want you to plan a vacation. And I'm like, a vacation with you? Really? Cool. Let's do it. So he said, yeah, plan it, a cruise. I ain't never been on a cruise. Let's go. So I called, and we booked it, and we went. And we were, I remember we got to Miami. We had a flight in Miami, and we stayed in a hotel overnight, and they had all the people that was going on the cruise stay there. Remember that hotel in it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> and we was, was tripping. We yeah. was like, wow, this is what you got to do. You got to stay in this, like, hotel before you go down to the ship. And then the next day they sent these shuttle buses, like, to come get you, and they take you to the ship. And we walked on, and we was like, wow. And they had these red carpets out, and, we, I mean, we were blown away. And we was, you know, young. And so we get on the ship, and we 
first thing we did is went into our suite, put our stuff down, and went to go eat. And, you know, we went up to the deck and started ordering champagne. I did. Doug ordered you know, lemonade and everything because he was really, uh. really not drinking. And so then it was a trick because we started pulling out away from the dock, and it was like water. It, it, we was tripping because we were like, oh, my God, do you understand we're, like, going to be out at sea for, like, seven, eight days? <laughs> what are we going to do? So that first night we was there, and I'm going to make a long story short, it was thundering and lightning, but it was, like, 100 degrees. And we were somewhere out in that water going towards the Caribbean. And it was just so, Doug took pictures, and then the clouds was everywhere, and it was birds, and it was just wild. It was, it was really See? phenomenal. Yeah, I yeah, got that it. Was I it. Hit it. You got it. Okay, we went too long on that. Let's move okay. on to the next one. I'm sorry. One. I'm okay, bad. next one and last one is, <clears throat> this one is from Marsha and John, Toronto, Canada. What is your guys' favorite love song for couples? And if you both have one, please share them both. Honey, what's yours? I would have to say uh, Tony, Tony, Tony anniversary. Uh, oh, that's a, you just take it hard. Hit it hard, hit it hard. And I see the call lines lighting up. Somebody got the call. Now, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but somebody's phone number is registering whore. W-H-O-R-E. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what that means, and I'm not. I'm just saying. You on here because I can see it. Come look, honey, if you don't believe it. So I just want to let you know that we see you, and um, I would, like, click you on, but I'm scared. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't know what you're going to say. So, and I don't feel like arguing. I had some Hennessy. I'm, I'm not the one. So chill with us, relax, and email us. Let us know and, um, who you are and what you are, and we would love to invite you on the show and interview you next week because that's cool. That's the coolest number I've seen. But um, I would have to say my husband call it like he see it, anniversary, I got to tell him the story. Can I tell him the story about that? You got a story for that? Go ahead. Break it down. <laughs> okay. Break it he down. Was living, he was living the bachelor's life, y'all, before we got married. He was staying with his friend in Chicago and Jason. They was in L.A., in the marina, living it up. I'm talking condo like the Jeffersons, okay? It was beautiful over the, over the marina. And he invited me over one time. I went down to visit him in L.A., and he said, come on, I want you to see my apartment. So I'm thinking, okay, apartment. It's going to be this nice apartment. I get over there, and I'm blown away. My mouth dropped. I'm like, this is how you've been down here kicking it? Oh, heck no. And he put the song on, and I thought, oh, my God, that is the most beautiful song I've ever heard. And I just remember standing there looking out the window thinking, oh, my God, I know he's kicking it when I'm in Seattle. But the song was beautiful, and that's the story. See, you didn't know what I was going to say, did you? I had, I had, I didn't know where you were going with it. I had no idea where you were going how with I heard that it with the first time. No, I just shared how I heard it the first time, and I see you guys are still on the line. Jump right in. But that is um, definitely our favorite, and I would say Let's Get It On is our other one. Hey. No, wait, wait. What's that one by um, Between the Sheets? Between the Sheets. Who is that? That's the Isley Brothers. Isley. Yeah. Isley. That's a good one for couples. That's a nice one, too. It's just very romantic, and yeah, that's yeah. it. And um, I think we've, we've talked enough, y'all. I think we, we, we had some fun, and um, we're going to jump right on down into that next. Right here. Right here. Oh, make
which the Piston boasts were back in the day, which sounded out loudly throughout the Puget Sound. Now we've moved to the Turbine Boat, which uh, exists now, and they're out there doing it, and they're quiet. But it sounds like a jet plane taking off every time they pass by. So uh, if you've never had a chance to check the hydros out, you should check it out. And, uh, and that, in unison with the, with the Blue Angels, you'll have a hell of an experience. No question about it. For everybody, the Blue Angels, if you ever, if they're in your town, you'll know because they are five planes. They are U.S. fighters. They are just the loudest, fastest oh things God. that you ever want to see in the air. But it is fantastic. Well, in the world of sports, we got a lot going on. Tiger is on the prowl at the Buick Open. Uh, his first couple of days, they were talking about, will he make the cut? Well, now Tiger is in second place. And one day before his uh, red shirt day, as they call it, on that last day. Do you bet against Mr. Tiger in second place going into the final day, Wizzle? First of all, you don't bet against him. Second of all, you have to give Tiger Woods a lot of credit because he looks exceptionally good. Have you seen him? He's swollen. He's healthy. He's been eating well. He looks like, obviously, he's been concentrating on this game and uh, and, and putting fear in the opponent's eyes. So, uh, Tiger looks like the favorite, and it looks like he's setting himself up for a long run and not necessarily to win one or two. I will have to agree with you. He looks fantastic. So, Tiger, if you're out there, you know we're rooting for you. Go ahead and handle your business tomorrow, man. Buick Open, everybody check it out, no doubt. Well, in the NFL, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Derek Mason reports to camp. After retiring, they said that he was really distraught about Steve McNair's death. But, uh, Wizzle, do you think that him coming back, obviously it's going to boost the morale for the team, but could this be therapeutic for him just getting out there and playing football with all that's happened with uh, with Steve McNair? Uh, obviously, it's a combo. Uh, you get It's a win-win situation. First of all, you get a guy in the locker room who obviously uh, has a different take on the game. He has a different passion at a different particular point in his life. And, and that it holds its own value in itself. So uh, maybe he can get in there and show some of the young guys uh, or stretch their limitations, and, and, and if you know what I'm saying, in terms of, of what you what you envision for yourself as being a professional athlete and where you're going to go and the, the way you treat your body and, uh, you know, and, and so on. So obviously the payoff in both, both rights, and uh, I think that it will serve him a lot of justice, and it, it would help him to, to do the good to the young folks. No question. We'll be rooting for him, Derek Mason, Baltimore Ravens. Michael Phelps, 100-meter butterfly, the first human being to break 50 seconds. Whistle. He sets a world record at the world champions, going 49 seconds, .82, and uh, he gets four gold, sets two world records. Uh, what can you say about Mr. Phelps? I mean, is he really setting himself up here for the Olympics and doing something, uh, uh, maybe even topping what he did in this last Olympics? I think that uh, everybody reads the rightness on the wall. You can look at his body. I mean, regardless of his mistake or, or things that happen, we've always talked about the fact that things happen while you're being a human. You know what I mean? So uh, he made a human-like mistake. But uh, make no mistake about it, uh, I, I believe that he's focused and he, he understands his blessing and, and, and what's at stake, uh, what he could do to the swimming world and potentially go down as the greatest of all time is, is something not to walk away from. So you got to know that he's coming for blood every time he hops in the pool and he's approaching it with a, a serious reckless and abandoned. 
No question about it. Well, you know, there, there's so much being said right now in the world of swimming about the new Speedo suit, the LZR Racer. It has set 29 world records. Now, Will, I want you to take on this because, you know, they're talking about banding it, but at the same time, we have to understand that technology changes in sports. You know, for instance, the golf club. You know, it's gotten mm-hmm. harder. They went away from wood. They went to metal. They went to. Remember, we were golfing, and the guy grabbed my golf club and told me that we we weren't in the right era. But uh, the basketball, you know, changed so many different things. Is this something that they should ban, or is it something that they should live with and understand that it's going to be here for a while? I think that they should basically uh, have a, 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 a rule. A swimmer's attire would be just trunks. Or and if it be uh, women, it would be a one-piece bathing suit. Now, if you had the opportunity to have the trunks that was made out of the material, if this seemed to give you some sort of advantage, that would work. But uh, other than that, I mean, you know, put the guys in trunks, let them go swim. And, and obviously the suit works. Uh, it, it's a shame that the outcome would be based upon the fact that if I bought your suit or not. So I wouldn't like that to be an outcome if I was a winner in a race and I happened to be wearing a suit. That's right. I mean, I agree with them. I got a question for you guys. Somebody just emailed us just now and asked, this show is all about age ain't nothing but a number, right, babe? Okay, we talked all about that in our first segment. They want to know why do you guys feel athletes are put out of the game at such a young age if age ain't nothing but a number? And do you think that's going to change in the future with so many older athletes? You did a show, he says, on that lady swimmer. Talk about that. Yeah, uh, well, I really, truly think that as we have seen technology uh, just shoot through the roof, we've seen training apparatuses come along, we've seen the understanding of the human body and how it works and all the different things, I think that you're going to start seeing athletes not get out of the game at 35 and all of that. I think we're going to start going into our 40s, and I think that you're going to see women women and men that are very productive in their sports that really can capitalize on this as we go forward. You look at a guy like LeBron James, for instance, as strong as he is, if he takes care of his body, makes sure that he stays flexible and those things, he can play for many, many years to come. And this is something that's not, I, I don't think, Whistle, something that, that we're going to see is, you know, it just happens a few times here. And it, it's going to be something that you see your Lance Armstrongs, your Dana Torres, all these people that come along, they're going to be able to play into their 40s. What do you think about that? Oh, without a doubt, Doug, I agree with you 150%. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, you got to realize that the prize is right within your grasp. Like the, the era we grew up in on them 70s, baby, so if you were from the 60s and, and there on, uh, you don't understand what these kids are looking at. I mean, they can actually make their minds up and put their mind to something goal-wise, goal-oriented, and, and go attain it. It's, it's very attainable. It's right there. There's somebody else who's already done it. So uh, it's, it, I think it's a different type of era. It's a different time. I think the kids understand what's at stake. They can change their lives forever and their families. And uh, why not go for it? If you have the ability and if something deep down inside you tells you, why ignore it? 
No, no question wow. about it, baby. I, I, I truly think that that we're seeing athletes, and then we're going to see leaps and bounds, and world records are going to break in the long jump and the high jumping, like we're seeing in swimming. Because I don't think that with uh, he said it earlier, we haven't seen an athlete in swimming come along that looks like Michael Phelps in quite some time, if ever, because he is a chiseled, chiseled human being, and when he gets in that pool, he is just attacking that water. Well, Wizzle. In the world of football, also, Minnesota Vikings QB, Tavares Jackson has hurt his leg in practice, and, you know, he's coming up. This is his contract year, and, you know, the Brett Favre thing fell through, as everybody knows, so he is the man. What type of pressure is he under? Is he going to be able to handle this? Is he out? What do you see? Because last year he played well, but in the playoffs, and that's really what counts in football, he didn't produce like they wanted him to produce. What do we see from Mr. Jackson? The newest, the newest footage and the newest information on Mr. Jackson is he hurt himself today in a workout, in a team workout, so obviously they're going to be reaching out to Brett Favre again to try to reassure him about what he can do and, and, and we'll possibly take you right now and at 70% or Michael Vick. Obviously, Michael Vick, uh, he might be getting close to, you know, hey, these times are always good because teams become desperate. They run into different uh, uh, turmoils. Uh, they haven't had a, a good identity at quarterback. Everybody knows there's been their Achilles heel. Their management has been under scrutiny because of it. And uh, also their fans have always uh, uh, held them at a, Held the held the uh, the management at the same type of uh, standard, so uh, it's, it's a big deal right now. And I think that they reach out to Michael Vick, it could really help him out and boost morale. And he got a talented guy. Well, if they do get Michael Vick, you'll see me in a purple and gold jersey, number seven. Well, he might change his number, but we're rocking Michael Vick. I I love what he's doing on the field. Well, in the world of baseball, whistle the Phillies. Now, they are making a move. You know we're talking World Series champions. They are. are they just signed fifth lead starting right-handed pitcher. Uh, they have to be, I would say, the odds-on favorite. The, I chose the Mets at the beginning of the season. I'm sorry, everybody, but the Mets just, they're not going to cut it, I don't think. But uh, do you really think that the Phillies can uh, come back to back? I don't know that a team has done that in baseball, and I don't know if it's ever been done, but they really are stepping up. What do you think about that? I do believe that they've set their game up tremendously. I, I, they play with a level of consistency, and that's first and foremost uh, what you got to have as a franchise. Uh, another team that really sticks out uh, to me is, would be the Anaheim Angels. Uh, you watch it. If they play at a high level, we might not be uh, independent or, or playing for everything this year, but we're going to be one of the teams you got to go through. And uh, the Phillies are, have figured out how to play that type of caliber of baseball. And it's, uh, it's really paying off for them, and they got as great a chance, if anybody, because uh, they got a lot of bats that get hot over there. You, you know, Wizzle, you said the Anaheim Angels, and uh, my, my favorite my favorite person to take a cut at the ball is Vlad Guerrero. You, do you know when he swings the ball and swings the bat and he misses, have you ever watched his cheeks? They just shake because every time he swings, he's going for the fences, baby. Now, Lamar Odom Wizzle is back with those Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, do this, does that make him a, a favorite to repeat? He's signed and uh, to a multi-year deal. What are you looking at? Maybe a L.A. Cleveland Finals. What are you feeling there? 
um, obviously it was a good signing. I don't think his uh, relationship or, or flirting with the league was long enough. He should have enjoyed himself a little bit and got pampered. Why not? You know what I mean? But uh, it worked out for him. He got the deal. He's in the right place. Uh, the Lakers is the place for uh, Mr. Lamar Odom to be. Uh, you can set yourself up to get more rings than you'll ever get playing for anybody else and for any any amount of money uh, playing with Dwayne Wade and, and, and him telling you to come down there. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's not a knock against anybody, but it's just the fact that you're already set up to win. So you, you stick with that, you milk it, and you just have fun. No question about it. Uh, you, you know, in the in the West, Wizzle, uh, I got two teams to look out for: Portland and the Nuggets. The Nuggets just signed Malik Allen, a guy that I I played with before, but I really really like him. Power forward with a jump shot. And I think that uh, the the Nuggets are going to be a team to be dealt with. The Portland Trailblazers are also going to be a team to be dealt with. And then in the East, I got Cleveland and Boston. What do you think about those four as far as contenders? Definitely, I, I like the pitch. Uh, we have a good vibe on the game. Uh, you understand what it takes, and it takes a good team with a, with a, a, a format and the blueprint of how they're going to do things and the ethic of how they approach practice and their workouts and and what their goals are together as a unit. So, uh, with that being said, you pick uh, some good teams there, and I think with the additions, the off-season additions that each one of those clubs made. Each one of those teams are uh, Final Four caliber. No question about it. Also in the world of football, Mark Sanchez, uh, that USC quarterback, uh, Pac-10 West Coast, is playing behind uh, on the death chart. Uh, Kellen Clemens in uh, for for the Jets. Whistle, uh, do you see Mr. Sanchez stepping into that starting role, or is this a role that they're going to play him in, let him get seasoned, and then bring him in as the starter maybe next year? No reason to send meat to the wolves. You take your time with him. He's a nice talent. You let him get acclimated during practice with physical contact, uh, learning the system, uh, watching quarterbacks make mistakes, and that type of thing is going to give him uh, the, the most valuable lesson that he'll get uh, rather than being out there and taking con- concussions. No question. Well, you know, in, in the world of baseball, Wizzle, uh, it looks like uh, always the Players Association are supposed to be for the players, but it, it seems that it continuously this 2003 uh, steroid test that was taken, names just keep leaking out, and now they have leaked out Big Poppy, David Ortiz with the Boston <sighs> Red Sox. Now him and Manny Ramirez have both been linked to steroids, unfortunately. Do you think that that tarnishes their 2004 World Series? I think it does a, a lot more than that. Um, I think that it really, really puts uh, two black eyes on baseball. Uh, we're looking at uh, potentially anything that you looked at was dirty. and We can we can be 60, 40, or 75, 25, whatever percentage you like to go, but the chances are that it was dirty. Uh, you, know, you know, I don't know what to think about it. You know, I, it really saddens me to, to see, you know, see somebody set up for greatness and then to see, uh, see, the, see their foot swept at a particular time. Uh, he just got his bat back. Uh, he's been in a, a huge slump, everybody knows, since the beginning of the season. Obviously, the testing that they have now is strenuous enough and is deemed uh, clean players. And with that being said, he's just got his bat back. He's got hot. He hit a home run last night. And, and things are just unfortunate. And, 
And, again, baseball is a sport that it really comes down to uh, who is managing baseball and, and who is policing it at the time uh, during all these allegations and all the type of discrepancies that went on that go in, in, in the Hall of Fame and, and all that type of thing. We're talking about putting the asterisk behind players' names and this type of stuff. So uh, it's, it's a terrible time for baseball. Yeah, I think that they're not even going to let a lot of those guys. If you got tested positive 2003, that list is going through the, uh, the Major League Baseball, maybe behind the scenes. And those guys, they're not even going to let them in the Hall of Fame. And a lot of it, it's just a real, real gray area. And uh, we'll just have to watch as that unfolds. Well, are they pushing kids too much, Wizzle, is my question. Because another high school player has died, age 16, Timothy Williams. It was announced dead after practice. And, and my question, and we're talking uh, football practice, and my question is, is it is it too much because of everything that they're understanding now about athletics and you're able to have high school coaches that know so much information? Are they pushing the kids too hard? You know, I think a lot of it has to do with maybe uh, the coaches and what they expect from the kids. Uh, a lot of kids don't physically have the talent to try to become uh, what a coach sees or maybe he's seen a, a spark of light. So you got to kind of push each kid the way they do. Uh, but uh, not, to, not to change it, I have a quick question for you. What do you think about the fact that they leak the information from, you know, we're talking about that's the same list that A-Rod was on with, that, what was it, 104 players? So now they're yep. gradually leaking out players. We're talking about the best players who have ever played the game. If we talk about 104, 105 players, and we talk about those three or four initially, what does that do for baseball for you as a listener and, and as a viewer or a fan of baseball? I mean, I like a baseball cap and all that. I'll go to the game and fall asleep, but you know what I mean? When, <laughs> how legitimate is the game to, to you? You know what I mean? This is what it's going to mean. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, they said, they said, they said the stain would never come. Daisy Whistle, that that's my wife. She said that 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 that's what it's come to in that's baseball. Right. I, I I don't really, you know, it's it's hard to say because you're right. If you're looking at 104 players and we're talking about four players that have been exposed, why hasn't everybody else been exposed? And if you're a players association, that is the word, players association. So you're supposed to be on the side of the players not leaking this information and making it evident to everybody out there because from this point going forward, from 2003 going forward, everybody was tested and everybody has been clean unless you got caught. But before that, it it was just a a bad thing. So we're really – I don't even really know what to say. That's a a hot topic. I thought Ricky Henderson, did you see his interview when he was going into the Hall of Fame? I thought he answered the question really, really well. And, you know, in in essence, he was saying, look – I'm not going to get into that conversation because as we were developing as baseball players, a lot of things have come along. Some guys tried them, some guys didn't. But the bottom line is I know what I did out there on the field is what it was. And I I was proud of the way that he answered the question. Uh, Looking at Arturo Gotti, 
unfortunately, the boxer has uh, it's been ruled a suicide. They said that Arturo killed himself, so uh, unfortunately, we've lost another boxer, and we've also lost Vernon Forrest, uh, former boxing champion, was killed in Atlanta, gunned down. Uh, what can you say uh, about Mr. Forrest? Uh, obviously, Mr. Forrest was a good guy. You need to do your research on him. Uh, if, if you have access to Wi-Fi or you can hop on somebody's link or not to be funny about that. Or, but, no, actually, you need to do the research and, and find out what this guy did for people. Uh, he was a 38-year-old black male. Uh, he was an overachiever. He did everything he could, and, and, and he, he kept giving, and that's what it's about. Uh, he was a good guy. He loved kids, and, and he loved people who didn't have a chance to do it uh, and have the full 100% faculties that a lot of us have and, and, and maybe take for granted. So uh, I really I think the world lost a great man, and, and, and maybe we can learn something about his legacy from doing some research on him and trying to implement that in our into our own lives. And as far as Mr. Gotti, uh, the story is is really it changed. It took a loop. Uh, they re-exhumed this body from Canada, and they're going to do uh, further DNA tests, which is our, our deemed from the family. So uh, it, they believe that there's foul play involved, and I don't understand that. And it's just a reckless abandonment for life. Uh, everybody enjoy your life, and uh, if you can't enjoy it enough, leave it alone. But leave everybody else alone. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, yeah, this right, week, yeah. everybody, you got sports. The Wizzle gave you insight. The Wizzle gave it all to you. Wizzle, as always, we appreciate your insight into the world of sports. Until next week, same time, same place. One great feeling. I'm out. <laughs> Everybody, that was the Wiz, you already know. And um, we thank you for joining us again today. We just thought we'd leave you with one of our favorite songs. Enjoy your evening. Be safe. Until next time. Peace. Respect.
calling in, and everybody check with us next week. We out.